my good sis, my good, good sis. Welcome back to another episode of the My Good Sis podcast, a self-care podcast empowering women to become unapologetically themselves. So I'm back with another episode, episode 11, might I add. I feel like I've got into like a bit of a swing of this thing now, hopefully. I don't want to speak too soon, but it's heavy on my mind. My good sis is heavy on my mind all of the time. I'm constantly thinking about my contribution and what I can add and the stories that I can share and if I can empower, inspire, motivate one person, male or female, I have done my job. It is time well spent. You know, life is busy and um, I'm not an exception to that rule, spinning many plates and doing lots and lots of stuff, but kind of loving it. Um, I spend lots of time saying, I just want to rest. I just want to sleep. I don't want to do nothing this weekend. And this weekend just gone. I actually did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, The bare minimum around the house. And late on Sunday evening, I was really quite miserable that I'd done nothing. And I need to learn the um, power, take the power in resting. It's like I don't allow my mind to just chill the hell out. I think on the flip side of it though, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, you can be an introvert or an extrovert in how you get your energy. Not so much just about being, you know, oh I'm the life and soul of the party and I'm so bubbly. That's not what I mean here. Being an extrovert in how you get your energy means um, how you feel replenished. And if you are with loved ones, if you're in good company, if you're around people, then you feel lots more vibrant and, you know, like, yes, I've been charged up now. Whereas there are some people who are introverts in that way and how they get their their charge is by spending time alone. Now, I would say I am probably somewhere between 70 and 80% an extrovert. Um, And I have my moments whereby I need to just recharge and I just need to like replenish. But we've just had a new moon. It was a Pisces new moon um, over the weekend. And I had my 20% of me time where I, you know, put my head down and I gave a lot of gratitude first because I've looked back at my journal and boy, oh boy, have I manifested lots and lots of, like, I'm telling you, it works. It's a real thing. It's the law of attraction. It is the strength in prayer. You can really manifest what you want to manifest. Always start with gratitude um, and keep your thoughts clear, keep your thoughts positive. And I started off... um, you know, I, I I had a bath and I lit some candles and I did all of this stuff just to make myself feel zen and in the, the zone for it, you know. And then I opened my new moon journal and I thought, let me read back. Let me read some entries from a few months ago. I read the entries and I was blown away. I was like, I actually have 95% of the things in this book right now. And instead of saying, okay, I want, I am, I have for, for, for new things, I spent ages just giving thanks, just giving thanks for all of the things that I've got already, which then made space for me to then go ahead and 
do some more manifesting, you know. Um, so that was my moment of being an introvert. And then I woke up on Sunday and it was Mother's Day and it was lovely. It was a lovely day. I realised that I'm becoming more and more like my own mother, whereas, you know, these days don't really mean much to me. Um, when I was growing up, I thought she was a Scrooge, a Grinch. I couldn't understand why are you not bothered by Easter? Why aren't we doing Easter hunts? Why aren't you bothered by Valentine's Day? Why aren't you bothered by these these days in the calendar and she always had some theory um, of of like paganism or slavery or some some time where it meant that it was just put in the calendar from some white man and she weren't having it and um as I get older I had messages like oh did your daughter make you breakfast in bed no she didn't she was still sleeping right (laughs) okay no she didn't but um I woke up and I was replenished because I had my moment where it was just me um I cleared the schedule I didn't I didn't commit to the plans that I had made because I realized that I did need that time to be an introvert come come the Sunday now I was over it I was like where are the people at where's the party at like where's my family like where's my friends like where's the vibes I know it's COVID, it is what it is. I've got an extensive support bubble. So um, I must, I must, uh, yes, I have to appreciate that there's um, quite a lot of strength in resting and um, I can, I can, I, I can come back stronger, but also to be comfortable in the fact that actually I might not need as much as I think. And instead, I need to find this healthy balance of where I can restore and replenish. And then um, have, that, have that company, you know, and have that, those, those vibes and that energy that will then help me feel less alone. Um, so anyway, I say all, all that to say... I'm here and I'm ready to give to you and speak to you because I've been recharged and you are giving me my love injection. So thank you in advance. So hopefully you've listened to last week's episode where I was going on and on and on and rambling almost about um, my expectations and boundaries. Um, and I said that I'll give you a update of how I was going to handle the situation and been working a lot with my therapist about um, why I, I don't want to be vulnerable and how I find it really difficult to be vulnerable. Um, and it all boils down to trust. So I tried it. I was vulnerable. I put my truth on the line. I put my heart on the line. I told the truth. (laughs) I've got a good sis who, um, once said, tell the truth. That will go down in in a history, and it was something so minor. It was like, oh, I don't know if I should tell my boss this and if I should do that, and like she was like, yeah, but you weren't in the wrong, so just tell the truth, and it literally will ring true in my ears forever. Um, so I had the conversation. I made myself vulnerable. I spoke about my expectations. It was like ripping off the band aid, as they say. It was like, oh, what's gonna happen? Is he going to fumble the bag? Is he going to pick me up off the floor? Or am I going to just sink into this quicksand because um, I've expressed myself? 
or is he going to run a mile because I've expressed myself? And that's what I'm used to, it, you know, in being this strong black woman, boring, you know, absolutely boring. You um, feel like you have to carry all of the burdens and you have to have all of the answers all the time. So even in in childhood, you know, if you go cry into your mum, she'll give you something to cry for, isn't it? Um, if you get a, a, a graze or a cut, it, it's being cleaned with something that's going to sting the hell out of your leg, right? Or, you know, and it's like, at, at what point have I been embraced to just be vulnerable? Like those small things, they all build up, you know, in, in past relationships or whatever. So I thought, you know what, just try it. Don't give up hope. Just try it, sis. Keep going. Let the man know how you feel. Obviously, you've done your homework. You know he isn't, um, you know, that he's not an F-boy to the point that where, you know, you you have come this far. So you might as well talk the things then, right? So I did. I talked I talk to him and I expressed myself and I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't all roses, I, I I did have to um, overcome some very minor tension, but that's just because a man is being told uh, something that he doesn't want to be told, really. It was more to do, I guess, with ego um, and embarrassment. But it didn't last very long. It was minutes. And then we moved, we moved through it and we moved forward. And I was like, oh, okay, this is new this is exciting. Um, I'll tell you something else actually that I learned from that process. So, um, again, full disclosure, he has felt as if it's too good to be true because I'm such an amazing, wonderful person. (laughs) And I think he was waiting to see how explosive, how expressive or how crazy I could get. Um, he at no point um um I didn't feel pushed right but naturally it was coming to a point where I've caught feelings and I'm gonna start to want to be more expressive and I think he may have been subconsciously or consciously he was testing me to see if he could handle and manage my crazy my truth and I say that because as soon as I saw him after our, our conversation, he was like a, like a switch had, had been flipped. And he, he even said himself, you know, this feels different. It felt like he was all in. It felt like he was no longer on the outskirts thinking, hmm, is she too good to be true? Or, you know, that. Like, Mm, like what is she holding back is she trying to lure me in to like love me and then or is she trying to lure me in to get me to love her and then drop the bomb and I think in me expressing my truth it unleashed something between us that allowed him to think all right do you know what I've got this she's she's fine if that's as bad as it gets then we're good I mean, I didn't go, you know, I didn't take it to the streets. I didn't need to, you know. I've learned these soft skills, remember, that I'm practicing out. <laughs> anyway, 
So I'm sharing all of my business to let you know, have the conversation, sis. Express yourself. Don't be like me um, and hold on to it. Um, And be mindful of your delivery. Don't allow it to build up, build up, build up until you explode because that's not healthy. And uh, yeah, that won't end well. And um, just have the conversation, living your truth, be confident to living your truth. And if he doesn't handle it well, then you've saved yourself some time, isn't it? Really? Because you know that he can't manage your truth. Um, So that's my story. That's where I'm at with that. Anyway, this week, I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about um, the masculine and the feminine divine energies. Um, I want everybody to go and listen to an audio book called The Way of a Superior Man. It's free on YouTube. It's five hours long. So start, stop, start, stop. Or if you actually, um, if you want to read books, then actually just go and uh, purchase it from Amazon. But The Way of a Superior Man, it talks about these two different energies, the masculine and the feminine. And I've learned so much from it. And I've learned that as beings, we have both at any given time and that you can have more masculine or more feminine, um, but you, you usually have both, right? And it isn't exclusive to gender. It's just as, as, it's just as human beings. And it's helped me to understand that as a woman, my experiences in life so far so being a parent, uh, being black, uh, being single, having lots of life that I've had to do alone in terms of accommodation and bills, rent, whatever. Um, through my career, just the fight in general has increased the amount of masculine that I have at any one time which has made it difficult to tune in to my feminine. When am I truly feminine? In sex, I'm even quite masculine or have been up until this point, quite masculine. Quite, you know, I like to be in control. I'm quite dominant. So when am I in my true divine? When am I in my true my 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 true essence you know and through this book and and through doing the work and through therapy I've realized that I've, I've not been in it enough and I've been forcing my way into my feminine energy I've been doing so much stuff to try to unlock it and I've I have lots of conversations with men about being submissive and that word always throws me off I get angered by that word. Like, what kind of submission do you deserve? Are you leading properly to allow me to comfortably submit? If I submit, am I losing my power? Am I less than? Am I weaker than? And I, and I had all of these issues. And I've realised, I've come to realise that if you can submit, if you can be submissive, if you feel more comfortable in that energy, you're more in tune with your feminine energy. And 
at no point am I am I suggesting that you just go around and you know like submit to all of these these uh fools who like request it because I feel like a true superior man isn't requesting that you submit he just leads he's in his masculine he's in his alpha and he has a good uh, balance of both you don't want a man who's too feminine and you don't want a man who's too masculine right but if he leads with that then you know that you can naturally submit and um, it will bring out more of your feminine energy now what happens when I'm masculine and he's masculine well we clash and we end up arguing over things and then it's um, a, a, a big struggle of power and it doesn't last and it's not going to and it's not going to go anywhere and he's going to cheat on me because he's going to go and find somebody who's more feminine and appeals to his masculine nature um what happens when i meet a man who has more feminine energy well i'm going to continue to to lead and i'm going to take charge and i'm going to dominate um and i'm going to get shit done but i'm going to feel like I've got a son and I'm going to feel as if um, I, I'm not being nurtured. He isn't really trying to get to know me to like, to, to help me live in my, in my true feminine energy. He's just happy to be nurtured. And then it's kind of off balance. I'm, I'm, I'm always in charge, which means in the same way that I've had to be as a mother, in the same way that I've had to be at home, I don't get to just release. I don't get to just say, oh, and breathe. I can't ever relax and drop my shoulders because he needs me to to hold the fort at all times. And although parts of it might, might feel nice, it might feel safe because I still have that control and um, I'm, I'm still leading... Um, I'll get worn out and I'll look old before my time because I'm not allowed to, and I've not, and I, and there's no space for me to be truly in my feminine, which will keep me young and happy and fresh and vibrant because I've constantly got to keep proving that I can do it and that I can hold the fort. What happens when a masculine man meets a feminine woman? Well, it's, perfect harmony um and that's not to say that she can't have areas in her life where she is masculine because if she has her own business if she has kids from a previous relationship um you know if there's any areas where she has to truly dominate she's allowed to be masculine at that time but she she should be I should be able to come home and drop my shoulders and be in the the warmth of a truly masculine man. Now, I'm bringing this up because I am sick and tired of the trope, strong black woman. Now, if you are not a black woman and you are listening to this, being a strong woman in general is tiring. But there's a particularly heavy connotation around being a independent strong black woman and I want us all to hold space for it and to feel the sadness in it and stop promoting I'm a strong independent black woman it's lonely it's heavy it's isolating it's allowing society to 
continue to treat us less than because we can handle it. We don't need the explanations. We don't need the apologies. We don't need the space to 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 be treated like our white counterparts because we can take it. It's this image that we can really carry the load and if we have to go and fetch, you know, clean water from miles and miles away and to um, have it balanced on our heads and to have the kids wrapped up tightly, you know. And it's just like, that is the image of a strong black woman. She can handle it. She can take it. But it's bleeding into parts of your life where you shouldn't have to carry an extra burden. Once I said um, in my place of work, this was a couple of years ago, um, that I'm not raising my daughter to be a strong, independent black woman. And they were all like, no, gosh, you have to. Girl power, we have to. And obviously I was the only black person there. Um, and then I spent ages trying to explain to them why, for me, it's something different. We have to let ourselves... Um, we have to allow ourselves to have the help. We have to be comfortable with being vulnerable. We have to learn being vulnerable. But it's like a double-edged sword. How can we be out there in society? Yeah, I've got my own and I can do it all by myself and I don't need nobody. And, you know, and then at the same time say, okay, I'm going to let a man in. All right, I'm going to let light in and love in and I'm going to, to learn how to be in my feminine energy. We, we, we need to stop, we need to stop really promoting this, I'm a strong, independent black woman, because there's sadness in it, there's loneliness in it, there's isolation in it, there's exhaustion, there's tiredness in it. I'm tired. I'm tired. Why, why should it be a thing that I can take more and I can be paid less and I can be respected less, but I can take more? And I'm really passionate about it because after 16 um, sessions of, the, of good up therapy with my therapist, she said to me, you've come such a long way because our first session, you said that you are resilient and you love it. You, you know, it's who you are and it's what you're known for and you can't lose it. And as the weeks and weeks have gone on, I've been trying to unlearn that. Um, and I, in, in, in our last session, I um, actually said to her that I'm ready to drop the armour and you can take it or leave it. You know, this is me. Take it or leave it. All right. My, out, my inside has to match my outside. I have to bring my outside to the front <laughs> so everybody can see it I don't have no more armor to wear this is it I have ups I have downs I have struggles I have wins I have losses I have tears I have laughter fuck it like I can't take any more of this pretending that it's all good and it's all yeah and of course I will still be successful but I will be real to myself I owe it to myself. I owe it to my daughter. I want to let love in. I want to be cared for. I want to be seen. I want to be considered. I don't want to just act as if I can carry gallons of water on my head and have a child wrapped to my back just for survival. I'm tired of it. It's boring. So how have I been learning? How, how have I been learning? Yeah, that's right. To be more in my feminine. And 
it first and foremost it's being able to sit in the truth of how I feel not having to always explain it not even always having to understand it most definitely not liking some of it but being able to sit in the truth of it this is my reality that's okay it's exhausting it's exhausting i'm not i'm not for one minute suggesting that i have been the reason why any relationships have failed because I've been too masculine, right? Because my exes ain't shit. But I don't want to ruin any new opportunities or any future possibilities or my current situation. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it based on me constantly having to be in my masculine. Me constantly having to be in this cycle that I've got it and I'm okay and I don't need anyone and I don't need anything and and you know yeah of course we move of course if the shit hits the fan we find a solution but sometimes you just want to feel it before you find the solution I've allowed myself to do that we um I had a situation a couple weeks ago where I I cried for a day before I found a solution and that was new and I had people like, oh my God, like, is she okay? Because they hadn't seen that side of me before, but I'm still here, you know? And it was shocking because I wasn't at the edge of the ledge. I wasn't about to jump, but yet, oh my gosh, like Nick's crying over that. Yeah, because Nick's got feelings, you know? She's got feelings. And I feel so liberated and I feel so free to to express my feelings <laughs> and not to just have to keep it moving and to not just have to always put it down to oh yeah I'm PMSing yeah yeah I feel like this because I'm PMSing how about I feel like this because I feel like this and that's okay white women in the world of work get a lot more empathy and compassion around mental health illness than black women and I've got a case on my hands with my own employer where by I've expressed that I feel fragile, I feel I've you know um, I feel victimized, um, I feel harassed, I feel bullied. Nothing, nothing. I'm expected to just keep going because I have shown that through sickness and through it all, I can keep working, I can keep performing. Not anymore. So I'm saying all of this to say: look at the areas of your life where you are exhausted but you keep on producing and you keep on providing and you keep on churning out the workload take a step back take a step back and take a breath it's okay you are not going to collapse from pausing they are not going to collapse from pausing if it's an institution if it's a like relationship if it's a friend or a family member if it's your children they will things will be okay take a step back and allow yourself to feel. And that's one step closer to your feminine energy. That's one step closer to being true to your needs. It's, it's, it's just, there's so much sadness in being a strong black woman, an independent black woman. It's why they're killing our black women in America. And it's just like, okay, well, we have to get on, you know, next. Why? Because we're so strong and it's fine to... to mm 
to be killed and to be murdered. That's okay. I, I mean, guys, we really have to. We, we really have to. It's, it's fine to have your own. It's fine to clap for yourself if you've achieved. I'm not saying to, to, to like now be weak. There's, there's a balance. And I'm tired of it. And whoever's in my life, family, friend, or love interest has to know that I can't carry all the burdens. I don't have all the answers. I'm tired of being a strong, independent black woman. I'll always be black. I'll always be strong. But I want to be able to have a balance and let help in. And if I continue to say how strong and independent I am, I'm constantly blocking off you know, I, I'm constantly blocking off that access to help. I, you know, I'm constantly blocking off the doorway because I'm saying I am so strong and independent and I don't need anybody. And you are just here as, you know, as like, um, a fleeting moment of company because, um, essentially I don't need you. And what happens when you do say that I need you? you um you you don't die you see who's really there for you but you don't die you help to weed out the bullshit you know like when you call a friend in need and you're and you are vulnerable and you're crying and you're sad and you just need to be embraced and they can't do it then you've actually saved yourself a lot of fucking time because that isn't that is not the friend that you need to match where you are trying to go we we have to we have to have um, a look at ourselves and we have to have a look at our friends are our friends enforcing this 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 story this narrative that keeps us stuck in this cycle it's a trope a trope i learned um that a trope is something that keeps on reinforcing a stereotype so you can handle it, you can do it, and you've got it, and you're a strong black woman. It reinforces this idea that we can be treated less than in society because we can handle it. We don't have to be paid as much. We don't need to be loved as much. We don't need the health care or the medical care. We don't need it because we're a strong black woman. I'm sure you can hear how passionate I am about this. Um, I had an experience with a GP who is a white woman who is married to a black man and has mixed race children. And my daughter was very young and she had scarlet fever. And I knew she had scarlet fever because she had strawberry tongue, which is a telltale sign of scarlet fever. And I was 23 or four. And I've gone in to this uh, GP surgery in Lambeth and I'm young and I'm with the baby. And she spoke to me like shit, told me, that my child does not have scarlet fever, give her paracetamol, who is it that I think I am to be coming up with these diagnoses, whatever. My daughter ended up in A&E a day later with scarlet fever. Um, and that's because I'm a strong, independent black woman who she can just rubbish off and knows that I'm going to get through it. There's lots of reasons why maybe she was a bit racist or maybe she thought, oh, you know, but I did not get the healthcare. I did not get the advice or the support because I wasn't breaking down in tears. 
I was like, this is what my daughter's got and help me. No, I'm a strong black woman. No, man, I'm all right. I must go and just give her a cow pole and, and keep it moving. Now, I'm not saying that the alternative to that is saying, please help me, doctor. No, right? But we have to, we, we have to start somewhere in getting society to recognise us as people, as women, as mothers, without the strong black woman title. Because it gets us treated less than in relationships, I'm going to say it again, in relationships, a man thinks he can have babies on you. He can come and give you bun and say, babe, I think I've got chlamydia. Yeah. He thinks he can, he can cheat on you. He thinks that you can pay for everything. He thinks that you can drive everywhere. He thinks that you can handle all of the housework. You can raise all of the children. You can accept him not calling you for days and days because you are a strong black woman and you'll be okay. He probably saw it with his mum. He saw his mum having to raise the children and and to hold the fort and like, hold it down. So he's like, oh, well, it's just how it goes. We have to fucking bust that shit up. Get a sledgehammer to that shit. No, you will pay. You will help, help, um, help and, you know, um, help out around the house. Sorry. Um, you will... Uh, call me. You will help with the children. You will not cheat. You will not give me a bun. You know, I cannot handle it and I will not stand for it and fuck that shit. It's the same in work. You will give me the same respect and the same opportunities and the same privileges as my colleagues. I'm not gonna, you know, work much, much harder to prove that I can do it. Yeah, you know what? I've got kids and I'm young and I'm black and I'm single, and I'm this, and I'm this, so it means that I've got to work really late, and I've got to meet this deadline, no, normalise saying, that's too much work, and please can we have a more realistic deadline, normalise saying that, I'm unable to meet your request, because what are they going to do, are they going to sack you, unless you're in your probation period, right, and even then, hopefully you are working for an organisation whereby you can express your needs, yeah, and who can meet you at your working style, but all of this coming to kill ourselves, in the words of Burner Boy, we can't come and kill ourselves anymore, we, we are killing ourselves, we are killing our children, and we are letting society think and feel that we can be treated less than because we can handle it, I can't fucking handle it anymore, Okay, you will treat me like an equal. You will see me. I will get the same considerations. Simple. Anyway. Wow. Like, I'm so passionate about it. And I don't want you to mix me. I'm not saying that we cannot be strong. I'm not saying that we cannot be independent. But we have to stop enforcing this narrative that we can handle it all because we we will pop ourselves down into early graves. We are going to set our kids up for that, that same cycle of, yes, I can work two jobs. Yes, I can you know, um, school at night. Yes, I can, you know, uh, right. Okay. So he, he is a, a piece of shit dad. That's right. No problem. I've got this. And of course we need to still have skills in our children. You know, we have to instill like a certain skill, life skills into our children. But 
more education has to go into sons, more education has to go into daughters. We should be raising our our kids to be equals and to be partners and to be supportive of each other and to not and and to not um feel and believe that life is meant to be lived alone and you are meant to carry everything alone and that your voice isn't going to be heard because you are a black woman so therefore you can manage it no no i'm not on that anymore so just that narrative alone that i'm changing is helping me get closer to my my true divine feminine energy and as i said in the last episode that when i'm with this this young man <laughs> he is incredibly masculine incredibly superior and i naturally want to be in my feminine around him i don't want to be masculine around him i've i want him to to steer the ship he can be the head i'm the neck and i can drop my shoulders in his presence and i feel lighter and happier and more girly and i feel like yes i can focus on cute things and that sounds like a stereotype in itself right but if i'm out here bossing it at work and in business and as a mother at some point i want to just tap in and i just want to i just want to do things that are cutesy <laughs> i'm not saying that that is all that it is to be feminine right read the book learn what it is to be in your true divine feminine for yourself what that looks like for you but for me i'm able to exercise it with this young man um and i just feel happier and lighter and more in alignment with with myself actually like wow this is what was missing all this time it is exhausting and i look back at my mom and much older generations and i'm like they probably never got this message and they probably didn't know the difference between being masculine and being feminine and was probably still actually like washing dishes and doing laundry with a really masculine energy and that's why they're so tired um and so miserable and just because you're a housewife it doesn't mean that you're in your feminine energy uh because you still have the burden and and you still have to lead in that area you still have to dominate in that area so it's called a way of a superior man it talks about it it's aimed at men and that's what i love about it it's aimed at men so we can get insight into the kind of thoughts of a man a superior man um and it gives them hints and tips about how to love us or how to be a superior man and what to like look out for and there's so many lessons in there so many teachings oh my god there was one that i thought was just amazing and it made so much sense to me whereby um a man um no no i got that wrong a woman her main purpose is to constantly test a man's masculinity and i have been doing that for years and they have been failing and i didn't know why i was doing it 
And now I know why I was doing it. And now I know why they were failing because they were not superior men. So, and again, this is probably why I feel like I'm in, in the company of a superior man, because when I test his masculinity in ways that might be subtle or big, um, he catches it every time he gets the drift and he remains in his masculine and he continues to encourage my feminine energy. And I think an example of that would be in like the book, it says, um, you know, a man comes in from work and he's like, oh, honey, I've just made us a hundred million or like something like that. And like, she's like, yeah, but did you get the milk though? I asked you to get the milk. And I obviously, I, I don't know about you, but I would never uh, say that. But that's an example of when you are trying to, to, to push him and to test him to see if he's really about it. How much can he handle me? Is he going to... Is he going to argue with me? Is he going to make this like a big deal? Or is he going to remain in his grace and he's going to be in his masculine and he's going to respond accordingly? It is lit. Um, and apparently we do that so often in, in ways, you know, in more ways than one. Um, so I got that teaching from it. I also got another teaching about, you know, if your man is a superior man if he um wants to have sex with every woman that he sees um and apparently when a man is loved by a true feminine energy he is he he glows more and he's you know he shines more he's more radiant to other women and that's when other women um, are gonna be in his DMs just that bit more, you know, or because he he is glowing different. He's apparently the sun, and we are the moon energy. Um, and when he is reflecting off of us, um, it th- then he shines just that bit brighter. That's in the book. It explains it in more detail, but um, I know that to be true. But you can't charge your man up if you're masculine and he's masculine. And it works for if you're in a same-sex relationship as well. Because, you know, as beings, as I said, it would always be that you have a bit of both. So which one is it that you lead with? Um, so it's really interesting. There's lots of these like, little teachings in it. He says something else about how when a... Um, when a when when a man comes when he ejaculates uh we don't really want him to ejaculate it's like is that how easy it is that i can just drain your life force like are you really like aligned with your whole purpose and it's like well, yeah but of course i want him to come but it's like mm, i've told you to come i've told you to come and then i look at you like and like is that it like couldn't you wait <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for men, you know. I, I, you know, I kind of feel sorry for men. But if we read the book, if more of us read the book, then we'll have that knowledge, we'll have that awareness, um, and we can be just that bit ahead of the game. And we can also see if our um, man is a superior man or not.
So yeah, absolutely love it. A Way of the Superior Man. It's just, it's such a phenomenal book and um, it's definitely changed how I think about things in terms of dating. So yeah, loves, please ask yourself if your independent, your strong independent black woman title, your strong independent woman title is letting you connect with your true feminine energy if there are any areas whereby you are being blocked off from it um if all of the areas that you need it do you need it I need it as a mother because I'm not taking no shit when it comes to my daughter nope I'm a single mother so maybe when um, I have more children and it's in that, you know, in that, a, a nice family setup that I might chill in some bits because I've got my masculine husband. I've got my masculine man who who can lead on some areas. But as a single mother, that one, mm-mm. I can't afford to be vulnerable for her. I can't afford to be at somebody else's mercy. For, no, no. Right. Um, because she's all, she's all I've got. So I've got to be on 10, always. I don't know, I could be wrong, but that's what I'm fucking doing. That's how it's going to stay. But in other areas, I don't need to be at work. I don't need to. I don't need to. Mm-mm. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let th- these people at work work me into the ground because I want to continue to to enforce this narrative that I can handle it. I'm not doing it. Um, I'm not doing it in love anymore either. I'm not doing it in love. Because um, it gets me nowhere. It's got me nowhere. My ex resurfaced so he could tell me how much money he makes now, how much hundreds of grands he has. Um, and how he's changed and how before it was all me, me, me and, you know, and, uh, you know, and he was more frugal and mean. And now, you know, if he's with somebody, he's going to and he's probably just talking off his mouth so I can feel some type of way. But it worked. Not that I want him back, but it made me look at myself like, I wonder if me being this strong, independent black woman who had all of my ducks in a row without a real vacancy for him, kept him comfortable and kept him lazy and kept him feeling and believing that he didn't have to bust me. He didn't have to support me. He didn't have to to share and he didn't have to open up. Um, And, you know, he's out there now and he's met whoever else he's met and he's like, yeah, come, you know, come, like, I'll have this. And, And I think also to add... Our strong independent status actually allows them, allows men to be comfortable and it allows them to live a little bit more in their own feminine energy. And it allows them to be like, okay, well, she's got this. And it's like, no, sir, I haven't. I haven't got this. I haven't. Let's let's have it together, yin and yang. <laughs> let's work together, okay? So yeah, ask, ask yourself, please do. 
<laughs> and maybe you can put it on your personal CV, which which uh, which um area in your life are you really dimming your light and um are you really blocking your blessings because you are hell bent on being an independent strong black woman and in fact you are not living your best life and you're not living in your best potential because you just feel like you you have to do it all and you have to achieve it all and you have to have all the answers it's so tiring to have all the answers. I like to offload some really petty things these days. Like, I don't want to be decisive about everything. Like, yeah, I don't know, babe. Oh, babe, yeah, I don't mind. I'm not bothered, yeah. <laughs> because I just feel that, that that little bit closer to freedom without having to have all of the answers. I can drop the ball a little bit. Allow yourself to drop the ball a little bit and see what happens, you know? So, yes, my loves, thank you for joining in to another episode. We've had boundaries, we've had expectations, we've had strong, independent black women and how damaging it is and the trope that it is. It's a trope. It is a trope. We've had masculine energy and feminine energy and I just want us all to do self-care things to promote our living and existing in our highest divine of feminine energy. It's such a freeing feeling. Release yourself from the shackles that are routine and burden and heaviness and being so like domesticated and feeling as if you have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders by yourself because there's a sisterhood out there for you. There is a loved one. There is a family member. There's a friend there's a boyfriend there's a girlfriend there's someone there's god and there's the universe there's spirit mother you don't have to carry it all on your own drop the ball a little bit and do some self-care to help promote that speak to yourself in your own love language and activate your highest feminine energy men can smell like if you're single as well men can smell a true feminine woman, a masculine man, a superior man can smell a true feminine woman. And we've had some debate around why men like projects. And there is a like, debate in there to be had that is it a project or is it the fact that she's more feminine? It's a fine line. It's a shaky line. That's not a debate I'm going to get into right now, but it's a shaky line because obviously it's clear that there are some that are more more like projects and there's some that just have this essence and they just radiate being more feminine and to a superior man, that is attractive. Men who want to be looked after, men who are more in their feminine are going to be attracted naturally to, to us women who have more masculine energy. And that is exhausting. <laughs> that is exhausting because as, as I said, and I keep saying, we have to be masculine in some areas of our life. No one wants to be masculine in their relationship as a woman in a heterosexual relationship that let him be the superior man. Let him be masculine. So, yes, message me. Let's talk about this. I want you to, to, to read the book or play the book 
um, and let me know what you think about it. I don't think it's going to be the last time that I talk about masculine and uh, feminine because there's so many teachings from the book, but this is one of them that I just, that um, for me, uh, the two went hand in hand about being a strong, independent black woman. And it was really eye-opening that actually being a strong, independent black woman is probably stunting my femininity and yours too. And we need to find a balance. We need to find a balance. So I'm intrigued by this lesson, by this teaching, by this newfound knowledge. Um, And I think it has been really timely in my personal life for me to exercise my femininity on a daily basis more so. And just to see what happens, (laughs) just to see what happens, you know, be prepared for anything. Um, but yeah, it, it seems to be going going great so far. So um, I wish that light and love onto all of you because it's just a space of freedom that we all need to be in. We all need to be in it, honestly. Um, so that's it for me for this week. I'm going to plug my services real quick because it's my podcast. So a girl's going to do what a girl's going to do. Um, so as well as a HR specialist and self-care enthusiast, coach of all kinds spiritual uh, life coach executive coaching um i am also an insurance broker and i work with all of the uk's leading insurance providers you name it um i'm fca regulated so it's it, it isn't any funny business around here 100% compliant um and i offer services um in life insurance private medical healthcare income protection, children's benefit, family income uh, benefit, and critical illness cover. Now, I want to raise awareness in our community because there seems to be a myth that life insurance is only for those who have mortgages um, or who have young children. And I'm here to educate you that life insurance is for everyone, or at least one of those things that I've mentioned will apply to you. If you are employed, self-employed or unemployed, if you are older, younger, if you are of good health or ill health, if you have children that are young or older, or if you would like to have children, if you are planning a pregnancy There's so many different types of cover um, that you could actually benefit from. It hasn't got to be expensive. Um, It could be affordable. For me, it's about being sustainable and it isn't about biting off more than you can chew. Um, Because I know how it gets as soon as the shit hits the fan a little bit and you get a little bit broke. It's the first thing that you cancel out of your direct debits. And we don't want that. We want you to be able to afford your policy and to get them you know, and to, to, to get the best out of it. So, um, I have another Instagram page and I will put it in the caption of this episode. If you go over to that, you will see how to contact me or just send me a DM, you know, my good underscore sis, it will all come through to my phone. You can send me a DM, um, and I can speak to you more about it. I can get you a consultation booked, a free consultation, a free no obligation consultation, just to assess your needs and to be realistic. Um, it's not about trying to 
sell you anything. I'm not a hardcore salesperson. I'm not going to be hounding you down. It's about making sure that you have the best cover in place for you and your family or for you as a single person. Um, so give me a shout. Let me know. Um, I know lots of you are, you, you do speak to me about coaching and you do speak to me about other issues around self-care and spirituality. Um, and I'm here for that. I'm still always here for that. I love that. That shit keeps me going. Um, but I, I am on a mission for this year to um, try to really try to break the myths around life insurance and who it's for and what it's for. Um, so I'm not going to say anything more about it now. Message me. I can educate you privately, one-on-one. Um, and I just want us to be smarter. And it's, it's, it's time to just really step into your adulting. It's a real adulting thing to do. So get adulting, girl. Anyway, have a lovely, amazing rest of your week. Thank you for joining in, tuning in, joining in. It would be great if you could join in, if you could participate, message me, talk to me. Let me know that you're listening. You know, like, comment and subscribe, as they say. Um, I'll be back soon. You, you haven't had to wait too long for this episode, so let's hope that um, I can keep up the momentum. And um, I'm sorry, not sorry, if this episode has hit a chord with you and your strong black woman this. Maybe you should do something about it. You know, like maybe you should reevaluate what areas of your life you need to be a strong black woman in and unlearn what you have been taught because it will set you free. It will set you free and it will align you with your divine feminine. And that's where we need to be at. Go and listen to the book, A Way of a Superior Man. Be back soon. Love you.